Week 15 in the NFL, almost in the books. We still have tonight's Monday night game between the Seahawks and the Eagles, and big storyline there. Is Jalen Hurts going to play? He's probably heard. Um, took a separate plane because he has been sick. Don't know, flu bug, something of the like. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Things are getting tight, folks, as we hit towards the last three weeks of the season as we uh, wrap up um, week 15 tonight. Let's kind of react to what has taken place over the weekend and kind of some of the highlights. We are working my way through the film as we always do, and we're going to get you the film room breakdowns of everything to do with week 15 in the NFL over at LandryFootball.com, which is why you want to take advantage of the holiday savings special that we've got going on at LandryFootball.com to get the best information, college football, NFL, from a playing, coaching, scouting, front office perspective. We got you covered at LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. Give the gift of football to yourself, to a loved one in your family, the holiday savings special at LandryFootball.com. Also, excuse me, reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. So a couple of things that jump out. We'll kind of go, again, a quick see-through. Nice win. Uh, Bengals um, finding a way to win. The great job that they are doing with Jake Browning um, in a position. It's going to be a real nice stretch run. You've got the Bengals. You've got the Browns. You've got the Colts, the Texans. And the Bills, two of those teams not making it. It's going to be a lot of fun down the stretch. The Bengals are playing very well, very impressive performance. Uh, what a complete disaster the Steelers have become. Uh, another flop job. The Colts are right in the middle of the AFC South race now with Jacksonville losing on Sunday night. Uh, the Lions bouncing back and really hammering the Broncos going to be interesting to see much better team at home or the Lions are going to have to go on the road eventually in the playoffs. How will they handle that? <clears throat> the Saints beating uh, the upstart New York Giants. Impressive performance there. The up and down Saints. It's what you get with the team that's not very good. Uh, nice performance there. The Chiefs not looking all that impressive, but finding a way to get it done against the Patriots eventually. Still got problems there, I tell you. That offense, you wait for them to start to pick things up. I think they need to focus a little bit more about who are their playmaking guys that they can rely upon. That's going to be the key if they can do anything in the playoffs. <clears throat> the Bucks finding a way, and what a job by Baker Mayfield. Maybe played the best game of his career <clears throat> against uh, the Packers, uh, getting that win. And what a flop job the Packers have done. Remember me telling you here that, couple of weeks ago, man, the Packers, I mean, shame on them if they don't make the playoffs. Look at their schedule. It is so favorable. Uh, lose to the Giants. Lose to the Bucks. I mean, that's the very reason why they win position to win it. Now, clearly, just like that, in two weeks, they are going to be on the outside looking in. Speaking of flop job, how about the Falcons? What a Awful job, Arthur Smith, and losing to the Panthers. Yes, it was sloppy. It was rainy. It was messy. It was messy for the Panthers, too. Did it even up the scale a bit? Look, a well-coached, disciplined, focused team 
finds a way to win. The Falcons are not that good of a team, but they are better than the Panthers. To lose to them, that just is a big blow to their playoff hopes as now we're running out of opportunities um, down the stretch here. The Dolphins just blew out the Jets. We kind of, if you want to get a breakdown of what the Dolphins offense is all about, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, how they built, how do you attack them, head on over to LandryFootball.com and, and check out the podcast that I did on the Dolphins. Um, we've got the complete breakdown on uh, the Dolphins offense and why it's not elite, but it can be at times against certain defenses and how do you stop it? The Texans coming back and beating the Titans to stay in the AFC South race. That's going to be fun. Um, the Browns finding a way to beat the Bears. Very impressive. They're the Rams playing very good football. Uh, the Niners, the best team in football right now. Look, if they're healthy, they're going to the Super Bowl, pure and simple. And the Cowboys. Uh, how about the Cowboys? Look, we've talked about the Cowboys for some time. And much like we've kind of explained the Dolphins offense, got to explain the Cowboys defense. Cowboys defense, for all the praise and all the, the plaudits that it gets, people don't get that. They are built strictly on speed and getting after the quarterback, which is fine when you get a lead. But they also are schemed to where they're constantly getting upfield. They don't set the edge in the run game. And if you run the football at them, um, <clears throat> you're going to have success. The Bills did it. What a great game plan by the Bills. What a great job Joe Brady has done. Kind of revitalizing that Bills offense. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if they're going to get into the playoffs, but I think the rest of the AFC is hoping the Bills don't make it because that is the team that if they get into the playoffs, no one wants to play. And I could see them going through that wild card round on the road and um, causing a lot of problems. But the Cowboys. It's not just as simple as, well, they're on the road, they're at home. When they get a lead on a fast track, they could tee off, it plays to their speed advantage. When they get to where they've got to play physical at the point of attack against good running teams, they're going to struggle. I'm curious to see what they do against the Dolphins. Can they set the edge, you know, when, when they play? Can they set the edge? and defend what is a very good Dolphins perimeter running game. We're going to see that in the late window this coming Sunday. Um, it, it, it's why the Cowboys are not fit to go the distance. They don't match up all that well. The Eagles, yeah, they, they, want, they beat the Eagles on the road. No question about it. I mean, <clears throat> at home, excuse me, but... They won that physical matchup. That's because the Eagles are really not playing good ball, and I, I think everyone's chasing the Niners, uh, certainly in the NFC. And then the Ravens clearly looking like the best team in the AFC right now. And Lamar Jackson is really making an, enough plays in the passing game to become a complete team. I, I still think the defense, while good, can be had. I just don't know who can get them. Um, maybe if – a team like the Dolphins get an early lead, making the Ravens play from behind. That might be – that's definitely the, the path to victory against them. 
but can you do that? It's going to be real intriguing. So uh, kind of some real high points. I mentioned it earlier. Baker Mayfield was phenomenal uh, against the Packers. I came into the game tied atop the Buccaneers did, tied atop the NFC South. They needed a win on the road to improve to 7-7, seven and seven, and Baker delivered. He completed 22-28, 381 yards, four touchdowns against the Packers, finishing the game with a perfect passer rating. The first NFL quarterback to do so. Um, and was in total control of the game all along, was able to shred this Green Bay defense, really attacking the middle of the field particularly. Um, Tampa's currently the number four seed in the NFC because they got that tiebreaker over the Saints, and it seems likely the team will host a playoff game again this season. The fact that Mayfield had his team trending in the right direction is incredible to see. He looks healthy again, playing the most confident football of his career. And while a lot of us, including myself, thought the Saints had a better roster, and they do, um, a lot of people would have thought that the Saints had the best quarterback in the division. Uh, they do not. Quite frankly, this year, by default, I know, it's been Baker Mayfield. Um, still concerned about Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore, in essence, the Chiefs receivers. Uh, they were able to get a 10-point victory over the Patriots on Sunday. It proved to 9-5. But Chiefs receivers, outside of Rasheed Rice, remain a major problem. Tony had another, another rough outing. At just five yards on four targets. He dropped a pass, perfectly thrown by Mahomes. It was tipped up in the air and intercepted by Jahani Tavi. But he wasn't the only one. Sky Moore, second-round pick in 22, did not catch a pass Sunday. There was a play where he did catch a pass, but he fumbled it immediately after. Luckily for him, defensive holding on the other side negated the fumble. But Moore has been a disaster this season whenever he's been on the field. The good news for Kansas City is that Rice has developed into a weapon. He scored seventh touchdown of the season and went over 60 yards for the fourth straight week. Rice led the team in receiving yards and receptions, and it's clear that he is the number one receiver on the team. As for the others, um, they've got to really look at, you know, Tony and Moore. They're going to have to really keep saying this. It's as simple as this. The Chiefs are not going to go very far unless they get better play out of their receivers. Mahomes is not the issue. The line is not the issue. The defense is not the issue. They are shooting themselves in the foot, and it is killing them. And the thing about the playoffs, and they're likely going to have to do it on the road this year as opposed to an arrowhead, <clears throat> they're going to have to find a way to get production out of those guys. Kelsey would be fine. And it looks like Rice is going to be reliable. They're going to have to find other options to step up and have a big game in the playoffs because good defenses are going to shade the way of those two guys. And those other guys are going to be open. And they're going to be plays to be made. And if they can't make it, they're not going to go very far. I thought Raheem Mostert played very well for the Dolphins. Um, You know, um, he got in the end zone twice, putting together best season of his career. Dolphins have been a little up and down. They've had their, their rough moments this year, but they're a legitimate contender because they are running the football well. 
and I am really impressed with what they're doing. Now, it's a perimeter-based run game. They don't um, – they attack the edges in the run game, and they work the middle of the field in the passing game. Mostert and Shane are one of the best running back duels on the league, and it could be the reason why Miami could get the number one seed, maybe, although it certainly looks like Ravens are the team to beat. And I think it's uh, the reason why and the difference why the Dolphins could could um, make a run, a Super Bowl run. I, I mean, I, I certainly trust them more than I do the Chiefs. I, I certainly have to trust them more than I do the Bills since the Bills are not yet in the playoffs. But let me say this. It's interesting about the Dolphins. Let's say... They lose to the Cowboys at home, for example, and the Bills keep winning. The Bills, the Dolphins, at the end of the year, Bills win out. They win the division. Think about that for a second. So the few rough outings have kind of come back to the pack, and the Bills are just, look, they've got to win the remainder of their three games, no doubt. But would it be something if the Bills and Dolphins playing for the AFC Championship, that would require the Dolphins to lose a game before playing the Bills at the end of the year. Running the football as well as they are there. Dangerous offense, no doubt. The defense is picking up. But again, they've got to win a certain way. Uh, teams that take away the middle of the field, and I think you're going to see this in the playoffs, um, and can set the edge in the run game, that team's not nearly as big of a threat. Tua can't extend plays or make plays outside the pocket. Tua is a one-read quarterback. So you have issues there. They scheme guys open. They work the middle of the field in the passing game. And they, they work the edges in the run game well. That's what they do. You can slow that down and take that away. They're not going to beat you. That would be the concern I would have. Uh, <clears throat> I mentioned the Falcons. Talk a little bit about them again. They were in a good spot heading into Week 15, despite their 6-7 and seven record. No team in the NFC South had a better record going into the weekend. And Atlanta had the uh, Carolina Panthers on its schedule. So that is a clear win. I mean, you just win it and move on. Apparently, that's how they played it. They messed things up royally. The offense was dreadful against Carolina. They scored just seven points. Worse yet, the ball distribution was a mess. B. John Robinson had eight total touches. Kyle Pitts and Drake London combined for seven targets. <clears throat> Nothing on the offense worked, which ended up being why Atlanta lost. Now the Falcons are third place in the NFC South, and it's fair to wonder about Smith's future in Atlanta. That's a loss that maybe doesn't get you fired, but it puts you on that hot seat that says, man, is this the guy that can lead this team? Because you can talk about talent, which I think they've got some good pieces there. You can talk about building something. But that game is an alarming game. That is a, I don't have my team ready to play. My team's not responding type of game. That is a the biggest indictment. Losing is one thing. Getting outplayed is one thing. Getting beat by better teams is one thing. All those things are going to happen in spades against the Falcons and every team in the NFC South because they're not very good, none of them. But when you are playing the Panthers and you don't have your team ready to play and you are in the lead in the division and you can't handle that, it doesn't exactly exude confidence. I talked about the 
problems that the Cowboys have defending the run. It was a great game plan by Buffalo. What a job by James Cook. Uh, if the Bills are going to make a run into the postseason, and one of the reasons why they've faltered a bit is they haven't been good enough running the football. They put too much on Josh Allen. James Cook is the guy they need to ride a little bit more. And it's what Joe Brady has found. And it had a monster performance against the Cowboys. Not only was it Cook's, Bill, the, the Bills' leading rusher, but he's also was their second leading receiver. With 42 yards, <coughs> excuse me, and a touchdown in the passing game. Bills are a dangerous team where they can stay balanced on offense. And with Cook playing this well, Buffalo has a real chance to make a run over the final three weeks. At 8-6, and six, the Bills are going to need to win out most likely. But with games against the Chargers, the Patriots, then the Dolphins, I think they're going to beat the Chargers. I think they're going to beat the Patriots. It's going to be about whether the game against the Dolphins will put them in as a wild card or if the Dolphins lose, that game could be for the division. Mention the Cowboys. <clears throat> Let's stay there for a second. Two weeks ago, Dallas allowed 35 points to the Seahawks at home on Thursday Night Football. But last week, they held Philadelphia to six offensive points and forced three fumbles, mainly due to the inefficiency of the Eagles' offense. And I want to give Dallas' defense the credit, but let's be honest. In, in, this, in Sunday, Dallas allowed Buffalo to run for 266 yards, scored 31 points. And the score would have been even worse if it weren't for the Bills taking the foot off the pedal the entire fourth quarter on paper. The Cowboys have a good defense, a good pass rush. But there have been games this year where they allowed over 31 points. To whom? The Bills in the running game. The Seahawks, who do they do? The running game. The Niners, who has the best running game in the league? The Niners. The Cowboys gets bullied on the ground. And it's another example of why Dallas is a paper tiger. And Dallas is not physically or mentally tough to advance in the playoffs. They might, depending on the matchup in the first round, win a game. It's not going to happen. <clears throat> in good shape at 10 and 4. They've already slinked a playoff first. But they're likely going to be a number five seed. And with their issue of stopping the run, they could prevent them from getting past the divisional round again. So those are some thoughts. Hey, uh, again, we're going to get into more details and more breakdowns. We always do at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you check us out over there. Take advantage of the holiday savings special uh, and get the best breakdowns on everything in season, the game breakdowns, the coaching searches, uh, free agency, the draft, the recruiting transfer portal. Uh, got the signing day this this uh, Wednesday. Tons of stuff we've got covered for you at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you check it out today. Uh, and uh, also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll be breaking it all down for you. So uh, keep it here on the Landry Football Podcast Network and over at LandryFootball.com. We'll see you there.